the first director, as I say, was Ivan Daly, Ivan de Berg Daly, and he took a very broad view, and what he wanted was a good scientific staff. So he recruited people um, who didn't have actually any kind of direct application to agriculture, um, and that's how he got a, a very um, intelligent and, and initially a very good staff. And there was no really no direction, very little direction into agricultural problems. People did work on lactation, they did work on ruminants, but um, people also worked on um, things with nothing to do with agriculture. But my work on the organophosphorus compounds um, did have some agricultural content. And then he was succeeded by Sir John Gadam, who came from Edinburgh, pharmacologist. And he followed on very much in Daly's footsteps of letting people do the sort of research that was, they were good at. He had obviously encouraged people to make it applied if their expertise allowed them to make it applied, but he didn't insist on it. And he took an interest in the agricultural side. He used to walk about in his wellies and things like that. Um, and then he had cancer and died, and he was succeeded by Richard Keynes, who enjoyed um, tweaking the tail of the headquarters in London and not doing what they wanted necessarily wanted to do. And once when I wanted to go to Sweden um, to do something, and I asked permission to go, he sent me a little note which said, go ahead, it will annoy headquarters. Then he went off to a chair, and in 1974, Barry Cross came from Bristol, and he had a very different attitude. He wanted to do really just what um, the headquarters um, wanted him to do, uh, and he got a knighthood for it. And interestingly, our first director didn't uh, get a knighthood, he got a CBE. Gadam came to the Institute already having got his knighthood. Keynes got a CBE, but Barry got his homegrown knighthood for compliance, I think. Catherine Hebb was very much a major influence. She was an extremely good scientist, and she also had um, a great feeling for people um, wanting them to, to get on. She never wanted to steal their limelight at all. Uh, she was very encouraging. Uh, but at the same time, she could be quite difficult. Uh, she had a reputation at Babram for supporting the underdog, um, and so she had quite a lot of disagreements with people. Um, and when they, her obituaries contained lots and lots of references <laughs> the supporting the underdog. Well, Catherine Hebb set up quite a lot of contacts, and I, I don't know the history of it really, but as a result of her contacts with various labs in the Eastern Bloc, we had several visitors working with her or with me, um, including Polish people, uh, people from Yugoslavia as it was then, and um, Hungarians, and um, one of the most active ones of the people that came was Stan Tuchek from um, Czechoslovakia. 
And the interesting thing about Stan was that he um, was very, very staunchly anti-communist. And he had a difficult time at that period in his institute in Prague. Um, but Catherine managed to arrange for him to get a grant from the welcome after he went back to Prague. But if the authorities had known, they would have taken all the money and used it themselves. So what happened was that we set up a system whereby we bought him things with welcome money and they were sent to him as a gift. And one of the difficulties about this was that um, it was okay, we could wrap up parcels of blades and things and label them gifts, but if we ordered chemicals that had to be flown out and met because uh, they had a short half-life or something, um, it was very, very difficult to persuade the firms to write gift of Catherine Hebb on them and not sort of include the invoice and things like that. So that was a bit hairy. Mm -hmm. 